1: Welcome everybody to Dragon Quest FM where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin and I'm the Manslayer and this week it's week three of our deep dive into Dragon Quest 4. This week we're talking about the villains and the monsters that we like love or just flat out hated to fight at least. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of Dragon Quest spoilers ahead. The way we kind of have it set up is we're talking about the main Dragon Quest IV game uh, in the first part of the show here. And then after the break, we'll be talking more about bosses and monsters in Chapter 6, the bonus chapter at the end of the DS version, mobile version of the game. Yep. Uh, so just in case you've played one of the older versions or you've never made it to Chapter 6 and you want to avoid Chapter 6 spoilers, uh, those won't come into play until after uh, like the whole shameless self-promotion stuff. So you can at least safely Listen up to that point of the show today if you don't want chapter six spoilers. So uh, first of all, before we get into today's show, I did want to mention that I finally got my uh, sweet ukulele tab book and and slime teapot after waiting months for it. Now, have you played
0: the ukulele with it yet? Like, I know you play a lot of different instruments, so I'm assuming that you can just play the ukulele based on that.
1: Uh, The ukulele is actually really hard for me. Uh, because I played guitar for over 15 years, mm-hmm. and I'm used to guitar chords. Uh, and so yeah. uh, so my brain and muscle memory ha- is all, like like in my mind, I'm always playing guitar. So I have to concentrate a little bit extra uh, getting the, the ukulele chords figured out. And so, honestly, I know the ukulele is supposed to be one of those like easy instruments to learn. Right. Uh, and for me, uh, I've been having a hard time with it, but I think it's because... I knew so many other instruments beforehand. Because um, I, I mean, I can play, like, not to brag, but I mean, I can play a whole, whole lot of instruments. And I can usually figure out stuff on any instrument pretty quickly. And, but the ukulele, for some reason, um, it also doesn't help that it's so tiny, like the fretboard and everything. Yeah. It's so tiny that, like, my hands. Just, I, I don't know. The ukulele, I don't think, is ever going to be like an instrument that I just love to play or anything. Right. Uh, but I'm trying to teach. My oldest daughter, Naomi, is trying to learn and she's four. Uh, and right now, her idea of learning is to just strum it like terribly, like just out of tune. Well, yeah. And, and just uh, scream uh, the lava song, the Pixar, you know, I lava you. That oh, movie. yeah. Anyway, she likes to do that. And so. That's kind of how, how our progress is going, and it doesn't help. It doesn't help that the ukulele tab book is uh, it's sheet music. Like I was expecting it more to be like what I would call tabs. Yeah, like, you know, you, you Google like guitar tabs or whatever on the internet to find out how to play a song. This is just essentially sheet music, which is weird for it to be called like a DQ tabs uh, book. Yeah, so. I mean the chords are in there, like it tells you the chords and all, but because it's sheet music, it, it's slow going. But the teapot is really cool, the slime teapot. It's a little bit smaller than I thought it was going to be, uh, but we've made tea with it several times, and uh, Naomi has even said on multiple occasions that slime tea tastes better than regular tea. <laughs> hey,
0: that's okay. I bet it does. Does it? Did you make lime tea
1: out of it? No, I mean. Aww. She likes vanilla chamomile tea uh, because, I mean, she's a kid. We don't want to give her like something caffeinated. And I'm a big peppermint tea kind of guy. I'm not a tea guy at all. So
0: it's like the tea kettles that we have get very little use at all. So it was uh, I'm just like I would make something silly in it, like lime Kool-Aid or something to make it be like slime juice. Ew, gross! Hot lime quillade. <laughs> well, I might not even. I might not heat it up. I might just serve it. I mean, but what's I might, the point just it in the pot. <laughs> it's the slime. How often do you get to pour slime juice out of a slime? It doesn't matter. I can't do I, it out of the switch controller.
1: I guess, man. Ugh, I I'd use know. it like a
0: pitcher more than I probably would a tea kettle.
1: Yeah. Huh. Well. There you go. I, I mean, it's really small. Like, you would get, like, maybe one one mug, maybe two, depending on how much. Oh, really? How, the that size little... of the mug. Yeah, it's pretty tiny. Oh,
0: I thought it would be bigger than
1: that. Yeah, no, that's pretty tiny. It was only, like, 20 bucks. I, I don't feel like slighted or anything. Oh, yeah.
0: That. That's one that I've seen so many people post pictures of, and I actually couldn't tell how big
1: it was. So, that's good to know. Uh, also, we have three. Count them, three new Patreon patrons to give real nice thank yous to today. I think you should do the real nice thank yous today. I want to hear you do them. Uh, I, I mean, people signed up for this because they want real nice thank yous from you. They're used to your trademark, uh, what I would call awfulness. <laughs> 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 but, you know, I think that's the appeal, is that you do your crazy whole shtick, you know? All right, Fine. Uh, so first up is Timothy Bailey.
0: Timothy Bailey, we thank you so very much. We love you. And I love your last name. I don't I, I there's no particular reason, but I just like it. Bailey, Biley, Biley. I'm going
1: to start calling you Bailey Cyrus. Thanks. <laughs> no, why? <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you Timothy, and I noticed you got his sticker in the mail. Today. He tagged us on Twitter earlier today when we're recording this. Oh, cool. I haven't seen that one. I'll have to go check. You you retweeted it, actually. Oh, was it his? <laughs> yeah. So, so so thank you. I like always like it when people get their stickers and, and they show it to us uh, on the interwebs. I always like that. And everybody should be getting their stickers. I've mailed all of them out uh, up until today's recording th- for all of our patrons. So if you don't get yours, please let us know because they should all be arriving really soon. Uh and then secondly, a real nice thank you to Sonic you Sonic U
0: boom!
1: See what I do there? Thank you. Thanks Sonic you Huh?
0: Huh? I don't I don't get that actually. Sonic boom from Street Fighter?
1: From Guile? I never Sonic played Sonic boom. Fighter. Wow. I don't like fighting games. I don't I've never I, like have played hardly any fighting games. They're just not my thing. Uh Street Fighter though. I know, but there's a reason this is a Dragon Quest podcast and not like fighting games podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm disappointed in you. My fighting game knowledge is like next to nothing. Um, like I don't know anything. I'm I'm dead inside now. And then, last but not least, a real nice thank you to Bobby Bozeman. B- b-
0: b- Thank you so much, Bobby, and I want to thank you more than pretty much anybody, because you're the one who got me into Dragon Quest to begin with, so thank you for playing Dragon Quest Eight all those years ago, and supporting us from the get-go, really,
1: uh, and for on Patreon now. Thank you so much, Bobby. All right. Yeah. So thanks to Timothy, Sonic U, and Bobby. They got what they paid for, I guess, because <laughs> that was... That was atrocious. (laughs) It was,
0: wasn't it? That's what I do. That is.
1: But I get it. That's your thing. (laughs) It is.
0: That's my personality. Be atrocious.
1: Be atrocious. Be atrocious. Uh -uh. Now I'm being atrocious. You are. Uh, Dragon Quest IV. Let's talk about some monsters. So Dragon Quest IV actually has a lot of new monsters in the series that have since become really iconic uh, to Dragon Quest. So I wanted to mention a few of those here at the beginning of the episode. Uh, because without Dragon Quest IV, uh, we wouldn't have things like King Slimes and all the variations of the King Slimes.
0: Which blows my mind having started later in the series. Because kings, King Slimes are just one of those things that I take for granted. Because I was just hunting down like metal King Slimes like mad in Dragon Quest VIII. And I never even considered them not being a staple of the series from the beginning.
1: Yeah, and so... Dragon Quest Four, you know, we have to think for that. You encounter all the tiny little slimes, and then they merge into one giant one. Uh, and then you have, you know, the Cure King Slime, yeah, uh, the little, gr- the big green one, and then you have, yeah, the metal one. All started with four here.
0: That is awesome. Like that is that is one of the best things about four, I think. Uh, like, honestly, I'm not saying that in a, in a detrimental way. Like, I'm so glad that that was a thing because I love slimes and I love their crowns and like everything. Uh, just like, thank you for that's good.
1: You also have uh, the mischievous moles started <laughs> off in four. Nice. Yeah. And then you had platypunks started out with Dragon Quest four. Well,
0: There's another
1: iconic monster
0: my, 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 the, you know, Rocket Slime wouldn't have existed without Dragon Quest 4, which is true either way, but, <laughs> I mean, that's. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you also got some cool ones that maybe aren't necessarily iconic, uh, but I wanted to mention, like, the uh, the Stump Chumps, <laughs> Yep. you know, that you see in Eleven, uh, and then, of course, you get ones like, uh, like Komodo, uh, the little kind of sh- smaller, like, yellowish looking dragons yep you get those uh starting with four uh you get uh wigglies the earthworm enemies yeah, i love wigglies i know you do that's why i wanted to mention them it's because <laughs> because, of, because of builders too probably more than anything right right right, right yeah But the
0: thing is, like, I like one of the things about the enemies in four I really, really like are the animations. Like, when I first downloaded it on mobile, whenever, like, for the very first time, and I got into a battle, like, I really, really liked the battle style that they had because the sprites had so much more animation than even really what I felt like the 3D models did from like eight. And so it was really interesting to see the way that they had perspective back and forth when they were attacking you. And Ooh. just the, a number of animations they had. And Wigglies were one of those that just looked really
1: cool the way that they moved. So, I, yeah, I like them. I also wanted to mention the uh, Bodkin Archers. Yeah. Because that's one of my favorite uh, DQ monsters. And and those also started off in 4. Hmm.
0: I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that one.
1: You also get some weird ones. Uh, I think one of the weirder Dragon Quest monsters that started off in 4 and to my knowledge, doesn't appear in any mainline games ever again. I think they appear in some of the monsters games. Yeah, uh, but the, is the bagworm? Do you remember the bagworm for your playthrough? Not in four. It's like a diamond-shaped monster, but it's, it's all these sticks. It's covered with sticks, and all you can see is it has like a little, almost like slime smile. Uh, behind the sticks like it's all blacked out
0: yeah and
1: it has like little claws peeking out and it's smiling at you behind a bunch of sticks
0: yeah like that's only in yeah it is i'm looking it up on the uh, wiki right now just to see that one and yeah four monsters monsters 2 and caravan heart uh so, none huh. of the mainline games, right? No, none of the mainline games. And yeah. so, you said bagworm, and I knew what it looked like because of Animal Crossing. You could catch bagworms out of trees when you knocked them down during the day. And that's what it looked like, except for, you know, the creepy slime eyes. But uh, but that's what they look There's like little twig worms coming down. hmm Like, that's, that's weird. And, like, I actually liked that monster. Like, I thought, I didn't actually remember its name, but I liked when it showed up
1: because I liked the model. Mm-hmm. And then, lastly, I did want to mention the Fire Spirit enemies. Yeah. Uh, because if you go back and listen to our episode on Heroes Dragon Quest Heroes, uh, you get to hear BJ do a terrible impression of the Fire Spirit uh, NPC in the town. There's Dragon true. Quest Heroes too. It's too true. <laughs> you absolutely do. Uh, but that started off with four. So without that, there would never be that terrible impression that you could have given. <laughs> it's, it's true. And pretty much,
0: like you said, my entire personality is being atrocious. So y'all are
1: welcome again. <laughs> so next, let's talk about some kind of memorable bosses here. Right. I think for both of us, Marquis de, I guess it's Day. Marquis de Leon. Yeah. Uh, is probably a pretty memorable boss for both of us, as well as probably a lot of players in Dragon Quest IV.
0: Yeah, he is uh, the first one that actually comes to mind for me when it comes to Dragon Quest IV, more than Sorrow or any of the others, because he, like, I was kind of stuck on his area for the longest, and not even because he was hard or anything, but just how I played the game. So he was very much a presence, probably more than any of them. And I actually really liked his model and sprite in this one. And I love puns. And he was just this giant, evil, like, regal rot lion. So I I liked him a lot. Like, that whole storyline through the uh, the intro where he was taking over everything and dealing with evolution, I honestly felt was more involved and and laid out more smoothly than pretty much the main villain with Sorrow. Like, the main, mm-hmm. like plot through uh through the game like it made more sense to me with the the Marquis de Leon or
1: Marquis de Leon it's Marquis because he's a because he's a he's a nobleman he's like a lord so like Marquis is like his title you get it yeah we've been through this (laughs) I I, I mean I know we've been through it we haven't been through (laughs) it on the podcast
0: I thought we had do we not need to go
1: through this on the podcast
0: no I know that we've talked about it in uh I know we talked about it because like Marquis de Leon and uh
1: yeah, he's he's a Marquis, which is like a title. Yeah. That, a, a, and you see it in, like, Final Fantasy XII, Marquis Ondor, uh, like, narrates that whole thing. Marquis is in, like, the Trail of Cold Steel games. We were talking about that before we recorded. Right. Uh, a, a Marquis. Yeah. Marquis is a character in Hamilton.
0: <laughs> and history. you you Marquis <laughs> was a, De Lafayette was a real person.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, when, yeah. it's a title. It's Marquis.
0: See, that's the only one I'd ever actually heard it pronounced was when we were talking about Marquis de Lafayette, like in history class. Like, I don't actually remember anybody talking about the title of Marquis like that. So
1: I think you just don't pay attention to the JRPGs you played, because I I, I've played enough of the same JRPGs as you that I know like Marquis is a pretty like running like title in a lot of like high fantasy type things.
0: But I don't remember it ever being pronounced like that's the thing. Final Fantasy 12, though partly like 12 hours maybe seven i don't remember
1: yeah yeah but marquis andor is narrating it from like the first 30 seconds but i don't remember it pronouncing it like that's the thing i really don't remember it pronounced like that's yeah Hmm. so anyway back to marquis de leon uh he's a lion (laughs) with some extra arms he does he's in heroes one and two as well he's in some other things right uh and uh yeah i mean he's He's basically a lion guy. I don't know. He's working for sorrow and he he's working uh, with one of sorrow's other guys that we're going to talk about too, which is Balzac Mm -hmm. who you actually fight twice in the game. Yep. And I,
0: I like Balzac. But he was one that was just kind of there. It's weird to me that he was uh more prominent than some of the others. Like uh, I felt like uh the Marquis was more uh fleshed out than Balzac was.
1: Yeah. Balzac murdered Mina Maya's dad. Right. Then when they're fighting him, then that's when Marquis de Leon shows up and is like, oh, 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 not in my house. <laughs> literally, because they're in the palace. They are. they are. I like Balzac. I don't... I'm not super into his name, uh, <laughs> Balzac, because I guess... Scrotum uh, was just not a good name for an enemy, so they went with Balzac. <laughs> oh,
0: well they have that was during that was in the French uh, area where they were naming everybody like that, and you had like Honore de Balzac was along the same lines as a like a French uh, author from from around that kind of medieval period, they're pulling in, so it makes it makes complete sense.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm just saying.
0: Oh, I know. I the the, the name Balzac is impossible for me to say out loud without smiling and kind of giggling to myself.
1: Yeah, you automatically think of male genitalia, right? Yeah, always. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then a Stark, who is arguably the most famous enemy that shows up. In this game, yeah, first makes his appearance in four.
0: I didn't realize it was the very first appearance in this one.
1: Yeah, so fun fact uh, with uh, Estark here. So Estark shows up in like tons of other Dragon Quest games. Yeah, I know he's in five, and eight, and nine, and like an enemy that looks an awful lot like him shows up in ten. Uh, that depending on who you talk to, because there's no official like translation of it, <laughs> yeah. uh, some people are like, yeah, it's a form of S. Stark, and some people are like, no, it's this thing.
0: But It's not listed on the wiki as being in 10. It's, yes. uh, so because
1: a lot of the English wikis are just direct translations of whatever their literal things are from right. the Japanese wiki. Yeah, I know. And that's why I qualified it <laughs> yeah. as, as there's no official translation. So, yeah. you know, is it called a Stark? When it came over here in English, we'll never know because it's not in English. He also shows up in, in Heroes 2. So anyway, fun fact here is that because of I assume they didn't want to spoil it for players uh, who maybe hadn't played for yet, uh, but in, in the later games, like in, in like in Five, uh, Stark is kind of mentioned as the big bad guy from four. Like they huh. don't like it's not sorrow or amon or any of those people. Like, Stark is the one that is remembered in history as being the, like, big bad guy.
0: And, I mean, he was led up to as being this big bad guy. And, like, you get in there and, like, he's gigantic and, like, you're supposed to be afraid. And so I totally understand that, especially after the stuff that uh, uh, goes down with Sorrow later on. Like, I understand how this guy never, like, left the public consciousness. Mm Mm-hmm. But I didn't, like, having not played those, I haven't seen that one firsthand.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the, I guess, like, in-game lore yeah. that I'm talking about here. Uh, I can't think of the, he's in the mines in 4, Mammon? Correct? The Mammon Mines? Is that, Is that okay. what it was? Probably. I think it was. They basically accidentally, he he's like, he was sealed away, like, a long time before. Like, maybe like a thousand years before the events in 4. And then people are just mining away, and then whoops. Whoops, we found <laughs> they, the Demon Lord. They unleash the Lord of the Underworld.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what happens with fracking, right? Like, we're on the, that, that's what 2020 happened. That's why it happened was because of fracking, and we found the Demon Lord. <laughs> like, that, that, yeah. that's, that. that's 2020.
1: Or, or it's like the plot of, uh, 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 what's the name of that Stephen King book with Tack? Uh, the uh, demon that comes out of the mines uh, was that desperation or desperation the it, it's desperation, thank you yeah, if we're yeah there if we unleashed from the mines there yeah it's basically just tack and a stark are basically the same thing <laughs> they 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 are, and like a stark like i really
0: a stark was one of the very first villains in any of the d s games where they made use of the portrait mode where it was uh, I actually thought that it was okay like I don't generally like the way that you play on the bottom screen and have the top screen just being kind of an extension and uh-huh. a stark was one of them when you see them in the game and you see him there that it worked like it uh-huh. was like it, it used the scale well as opposed to just being kind of an add-on for uh, visuals like kind of a gimmick
1: uh-huh.
0: And I liked that. Like, I really liked that he looked, like, fully 3D and uh, was really, really impressive and imposing.
1: Mm-hmm. I, uh, I also wanted to mention, this has nothing to do really with 4, but it has to do with the start, that if you... I think you'll get a kick out of this. But if you... So in in, in Dragon Quest V, he's a super boss, right? Oh, I, okay. And I never uh, fought him or tried to fight him in 5. Uh, but apparently, if you beat... A Stark in five, then you get to you know the TNT mini game, mm. the TNT boards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, you unlock a special one called Stark Raven Mad. <laughs> you actually meet his son, and his son looks kind of like a Stark, but his name is Starkers, uh, and he's like this—he's like this cute little guy, Starkers. Like, um, is so. he like
0: a monster that joins your party, like, or is it like a? I don't know I don't know if there's a difference in party members in terms of he, how they uh interact. Starker's
1: is is a bonus party member in, in five. He's like one of the monsters, I guess, that, okay. you, that can join you.
0: Yeah, I didn't know how they were listed in five, like if humans and monsters were like listed in the party screen. Like I haven't gotten to in five to where it uh you get the monsters yet.
1: Yeah, and he is in one of the monsters Joker games. Oh, that's cool. I don't know which one because I have not played the Joker's games, but I definitely know he's in one of them.
0: And this is one of the reasons I want to play the Joker's games. Well, the monsters games more is because I really, really like the monsters and I want to see these like big bosses like this, like being in my party. Like, I think it's really a really cool idea and I want to have them fight for me. And like, that's one of the reasons I like the DQ, uh, Monsters plus manga is because they have all of these really cool monsters that are just doing their own thing. But then they're like, hey, you got to do this. Like, okay.
1: I. Played you know a chunk of the first Joker game and didn't like it, so uh, I pro- I don't know if I'll ever go back to Joker honestly because I really did not have a very good time with it. It just wasn't my kind of game.
0: So I want everybody who's listening right now, I want anyone who's played Joker to actually contact us on Dragon Quest FM at Dragon Quest FM on Twitter and let me know if what Austin's experience was yours, like because I want to play it, but I also don't like super grindy games, and I'm curious if it gets better after that initial part of the game where uh he moved through if the story uh becomes more prevalent and it's less uh grindiness and more uh traditional type uh uh, dq game so let me know about that because i want to play it soon if it's not absurdly like you know what put you off of it because you like grinding um... better than i do
1: uh, I don't think you would like this one if you don't like grinding very much. I mean, just the nature of the game is grindy because of breeding and everything. Yeah. Um, and my problem with Joker is that there's not a whole lot of story, really. Yeah, that's why it. I'm
0: curious if it if it picks up beyond that.
1: I don't know, man. I mean, I played like 25 hours in that game. <laughs> oh, did you? Holy cow. I thought you only played like three or four. Uh, no, ultimately, by the time I finally called it quits, I was 20 to 25 hours in. Oh, man. I thought you did way less than that. No, I did a good chunk, and I th- I think even when I put on Twitter, like, hey, I'm quitting this for now because it's just not my kind of thing, and said, you know, why I'm- I was quitting it, Yeah, a lot of people were like, hey, yeah, this is why I could never get into it, but, you know, it's like the people who feel the opposite of me probably just didn't comment, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I totally... Like, the whole
1: the whole thing's skewed, it's the internet. So yeah, of like... course, I mean, the,
0: the internet is but... not a uh, substitute for reality, and it's a very skewed extension of it.
1: I didn't think four was very grindy. And based on how much you seem to complain about four being grindy, (laughs) I think, I think Joker is probably not for you.
0: Right. And I have, and one of the reasons I'm asking about Joker in particular with all these monster games like this is because I have a sealed copy and I'm really like, do I want to unseal it in case I don't like it? And I know that's silly. But at the same uh, time, I'm looking at it like, should I unseal it and play it and not like it? Because I don't know why I really like having sealed games after uh, not
1: having them when I was younger. So I don't know. And I've like I've told you a million times through text, you buy games to play them. Like, why why keep them sealed? <laughs> because of resale value. But, yeah, but are you going to e- ever resell it? I don't know. You're not going to resell it. You like having your little Dragon Quest collection. You're going to keep it there forever, so you might as well open it and try it and get some fun out of it
0: your logic has no place here
1: (laughs) so so we're going to talk about some monsters and bosses in chapter six of the game because there is a bonus chapter uh in that started off in the the ds remake Uh as far as i know was it in the playstation one?
0: I don't actually know, like this one, I, I know that so much was of these remakes were based off the PS1 version, but I don't know about this part at all, like with Chapter 6.
1: Yeah, I am not sure if this, it's only in Japanese, and obviously I haven't played the PlayStation yeah. remake of it, Yeah. so I actually don't know. Hmm, that's something that, I don't know, we'll have to look up later or whatever, but it, either way uh there is a chapter six definitely in the ds game i can i can unequivocally say that because i've played it which is the it's in it's in the mobile version it's essentially a post game yeah so so before we get into chapter six and do spoilers and all that uh shameless self-promotion
0: shameless give us thanks
1: so we do have a Patreon page uh, in case you missed all of those real nice thank yous at the beginning. Of the episode. <laughs> so to check that out, you can get a real nice thank you, discord rolls, stickers, all sorts of good fun stuff. Uh, you can check us out at patreon.com slash dragon quest FM. And I also just wanted to remind everybody that my dragon quest book is out now. It's called the dragon quest book. And <laughs> it is, uh, you know, paperback versions are out. There's the ebook version is out. Now as well, uh, the the print version's released er- earlier. Uh, the ebook is up now too. So if you're more of an e-reader, then then go for it because uh, all of that, all of the versions are out now. So you can check that out, buy it, print, buy it Kindle, buy it both. Uh, just check it out. I think it's. I th- I, I liked writing it. Uh, I've gotten some really positive feedback from it from people who have finished it so far. Uh, really excited about it and just also thanks to everybody who bought it, helped promote it, uh, wrote some reviews for it. I mean, just thank you guys so much. It was like, uh, I said this in the Patreon mini-sode that we did last week, but I, I haven't said it on here, um, but I was just very overwhelmed by how well it placed uh, just from day one. Uh, made it all the way up to number four in Spain, number nine in the US. I mean, that's awesome. So thank you guys.
0: It's very good I uh, from what I've been able to read of it it's very very good I have not finished it yet uh, the reviews are very glowing which makes me really happy and uh, if you guys would mind go leave a review for it even if it doesn't say anything and you just leave a star rating those help boost the the visibility of it it helps other readers find what they need and uh, it's part of the algorithm on Amazon where low reviewed things don't get nearly as much uh where products with lower numbers of reviews don't get nearly as much boosting as uh, high numbers so go out give Austin a, a star rating and uh even if you can't uh get it right now uh you know we have uh lots of the content is up on dragonquestaustin.com so you can uh, review it based on that I guess
1: yeah, there's there's a few posts pulled from there. Yeah, I'd say Strong. three or four, yeah. three or four of the posts. Yeah, that are are made into the book in some form or fashion. But yeah, so getting back to today's episode, Dragon Quest Four villains, monsters, uh, chapter six, big time chapter six spoilers yep. are ahead. So really quickly, just a a rundown of chapter six, because you have not played chapter six. correct?
0: I played part of chapter six. I got mad at part of chapter six, (laughs) and then I put it down and uh, started seven again, uh, because it was the same thing that actually happened at the end of Xenoblade Chronicles to me, where I was going to have to go grind for a couple of hours to be able to come back and get past where I was. And I was like, nah, I'm good. So I will go back to finish this one though, uh, based on what I know is just right after where I got stuck on, uh, Fu young and chow main.
1: Okay. I was about to ask you where you got to. So you got to Fu young and chow main.
0: They, uh, they beat me to death really hard. And it might've been because I was, uh, had gone through the dungeon and didn't realize a boss was coming up and was low on stuff. Like, I don't know, but they trounced me and I was like, I'm not going through that dungeon again. And, uh, <laughs> that was that was that was why I stopped. I was like, I'm
1: playing seven again, and uh, loaded it up instead. So chapter six is essentially you go around, you you go through. It's like a bo- there's a bonus dungeon uh, in it. You just kind of hitting the high points here, right? You re- revive Rose, mm-hmm. uh, sorrow's girlfriend, elf girlfriend who cries the ruby tears. <laughs> you you revive her. Sorrow turns back into his human form, joins your party, and then you take down the kind of true bad guy, which is Amon, who -hmm. we're going to talk about. And once you defeat him, you get like a a happy little ending and Amon's gone. And basically in the post game, Amon, instead of just being one of Sorrow's lackeys, is actually kind of like the mastermind behind it all and like manipulated Sorrow and turned him to evil and everything. So that's kind of chapter six's... Just real quick story. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's uh, it's actually really interesting going through it. Like I had fun immediately going back into it uh, after I got the uh, got the credits. But when I hit those, when I got through that dungeon and uh, hit Fu Young and Chao it was like nope because I wanted to get Sorrow in my party, and I know I'm like one step away
1: once I beat them from getting Sorrow in the party. So Fu Young, Chao That kind of goes into just the the next thing we're going to talk about here. So you have to fight them. Uh, in order to get the Yggdrasil flower, is mm-hmm. what it's called, right?
0: Yeah, it, it's a, a something Yggdrasil. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, I think it's flower the petal flower. something.
1: Yeah, it's been over a year since, <laughs> since I, I did this stuff. And I have no but memory. Yeah. And, and, but I'm, I think it's a, the Yggdrasil flower. And so, anyway, you have to fight Fu Young and Chao Mi. Now, Fu Young is a squat guy who's obsessed with eggs. Chow (laughs) Main looks kind of like a rooster. I mean, he's a human, but his attire makes Mm -hmm. him look kind of like a rooster. And he's obsessed with chickens. And I think, personally, that they are two of the most annoying characters I've ever encountered in a Dragon Quest game. And that's why I thought they were
0: going to be pushovers. Like, I went in and didn't even think about it. It was like, no,
1: that was wrong. And I'm really glad that you just get to kick their butts because, like, never in a Dragon Quest game have I just wanted to like beat people up so badly. <laughs> because Fu Young, Foo Young, in addition to saying Foo before everything, yep. he he makes egg puns. So he's like, "Excellent, exit." And you hate eggs. I do hate eggs, but that's that's neither <laughs> here nor there. I, I don't hate eggs. It's just that no one in my life loves and eats eggs as much as you do. <laughs> like. Like I feel like any time when we used to work together, like you you would be like, oh yeah, when I was eating my eggs this morning, and then like about ten thirty when you're starting to get a little hungry for lunch, you'd be like, man, I could really go for some like insert your own egg dish here. I didn't eat eggs for breakfast. Time. I ate oatmeal for breakfast. I don't I didn't know eat man. oatmeal
0: for breakfast every day since twenty twelve. Just about you
1: you would talk about eggs all the time. That's we would, all would I eat know. eggs a lot at night.
0: We would maybe make frittatas that's, maybe,
1: and quiches
0: and things like that.
1: I don't know. Either way, you and Fu Young would get along really <laughs> well. You could just sit around and eat eggs and talk about eggs all day. Sounds great. Chow Main makes chicken puns when he can, but it's a little bit harder to make chicken puns. So he makes a lot of cluck clucking puns. Right. Fu Young is always like "foo," and Chow Main is always like "cluck," and just between the two of them and their egg and chickens, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm really glad that you get to, like, beat them up.
0: Yeah, and, uh, like, they have an argument whenever you're first, like, whenever you first get them, whenever you get right there to beat them, it's like they're having an argument about which came first, the chicken or the egg, I believe, right?
1: Yeah, uh yeah, uh-huh, yep. And
0: and it's like you can't have one without the other, and, like, it's very annoying. And so it's like, oh, these are joke characters. Then they killed me.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, anyway, so once you defeat them... You uh, get the Yggdrasil flower, you revive, you revive Rose. You get the Yggdrasil flower, you revive Rose. Uh, then you go and you find Sorrow, and he's all, you know, turned into, like, that, like, Stark form kind mm-hmm. of thing. And talk to him. He's like, uh, Rose? You know, he recognizes her. And so he turns back into his human form. He, you know, joins your party uh, for a while, at least. And then you go and... Take on aman hmm I did want to mention something that I don't know is just kind of weird to me uh, about this is that Dragon Bus 4 has a ton of Lord of the Rings references
0: really I didn't notice them, but I'm not as crazy about Lord of the Rings as you are in terms of the lore
1: yeah because well yeah because we we didn't talk about it on the show, but I remember when you were like every time it says indoor I laugh and think about Star Wars right. I was like yeah. I think the indoor thing is because of, of Lord of the Rings, uh, because indoor. So indoor is Middle Earth, for people okay. who maybe don't know that. Indoor is Middle Earth, and I assume that's why the the you know forest planet in Star Wars is named indoor. Right. Uh, it's kind of a reference to the Tolkien Middle Earth stuff, uh, and then Aman. So Aman was another. I'm not trying to nerd out too hard in Lord of the Rings right now, uh, but Aman was like the blessed realm. Uh, that was the other continent uh, in the world. Okay. Right. Uh, and, and so the world is Arda. Right. You're familiar with that at least? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's Arda. Arda is the world. Okay. Middle earth. Middle earth is the, is, is the, you know, continent. Right. right? And then you have Amman, which is another continent. And then the world was flat. Right. And then right. when Numenor fell, when Numenor fell, the blessed realm was taken away and the world was made round.
0: Okay. I did so, not know that. I'm assuming that's either in the book of uh like unfinished tales or the Silmarillion. That's Silmarillion with Numenor, right?
1: Uh Silmarillion uh deals with some of that. Uh honestly, I think a lot of it may have come from the appendices okay. uh, at the end of Return of the King. I always read the I reread the Lord of the Rings like pretty much every year, and I also always read the appendices. Yeah. <laughs> uh when I do that. Uh but I think I think most of it came from the appendices, and uh, there is... You got it for me, actually. Uh, the Unfinished Tales. Yeah, that's Isn't what... That? Yeah. Yeah. Book of Unfinished yeah.
0: Tales but, 1 and 2, but I some, think.
1: But some of this stuff is... Some of this, talking about the creation of the world and all of that kind of stuff, uh, does... Is featured in the Silmarillion, too. But.
0: And so they basically named the two parts of... They basically took the parts of the world and lord of the rings and use them as major names in dragon quest 4 for the villain and the uh, one of the main like parts of the continent
1: yeah i'm assuming that's where they got the names like amon and endor and everything was from lord of the rings it just seems very coincidental and i don't doubt it like that you're playing a high fantasy game and there's like high fantasy names in it you know
0: yeah i mean the dragon quest is all about references and and puns and things like that so i mean i absolutely get it
1: yeah the the Aman in dragon quest does have the double a yeah though and, and that's and it's just i think the spelling is a m a n in lord of the rings there's oh. definitely not a double a i just can't remember if it's a m a n or a m o n but anyway uh it's not something that just pops up if you're just like reading i guess the basic lord of the rings books um you gotta dig
0: deep yeah and i've (laughs) never digged deep dug deep
1: you never dig deep i
0: never dig deep (laughs) no my etherege is showing uh
1: but anyway amon getting back to like name origins aside getting back to amon himself it's a pretty interesting fight i mean he's technically the final boss of, of all of of the remake here right um and it's a little bit similar to the sorrow fight in that he has multiple forms. You know, he starts off, he, he looks kind of silly. He's kind of like, he's a little bit, he's like grayish white, but it it looks very similar to that. Like one headed sorrow model. Yeah. Uh, that you have. And he's got feet and then he grows arms that, you know, punch out at you. And then he grows like a second head and horns. (laughs) And then he goes from being like this white gray color to like a weird, uh, like purpley color. It's kind of like they had put the, uh, The negative filter on him.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, And anyway, so you have to take him on. I mean, he's the final boss. Like, I think I was somewhere around level 50 on my characters at the time. And just for reference here, when I beat Sorrow, the end of chapter five, and got to the credits and all, I think I was right around level like 35. Oh, okay. So you have to get up about 15 levels to really have a chance, I feel like. I'm
0: thinking I was around thirty five on all of my characters, between thirty two and thirty six when I beat the game.
1: Yeah, so so you do have to grind up a bit, but the dungeon, the dungeon that's in chapter six, the metal king slimes spawn there mm. fairly often. Like I feel like when I was playing it I saw them a bunch.
0: Yeah, they did show up a bunch. They run like mad though in this one like I've they had do. better luck in other <laughs> games killing the the metal king slimes than I ever did in four.
1: Yeah. So either way, that that's a good way I guess to kind of get up levels if you need to. Uh but you do have to you do have to grind up a reasonable amount if you want to try to take this on. Overall, I don't know that it was worth it for me. Like it, having Sorrow in your party is cool. Right. Then, you know, once you beat a mine, you show up. The Zenith Dragon is like, thank you. Sorrow leaves your party because, you know, he did try to, like, destroy the world. Yeah, <laughs> so, there's that. So he's like, so he's like, you know, I don't think going to the Zenithia is a good idea for me. So he, he doesn't go with your party. But the rest of your party goes and the Zenith Dragon thanks you. You fly around in your little, uh, you know, hot air balloon and visit kingdoms and get some nice endings for your characters and all that. So... I mean, it is, like, a happy ending, and having sorrow in your party is super cool. It's not like Dragon Quest XI, where it felt like there was just so much extra story and content packed into the end game, Yeah, you know?
0: It felt very, like, the stuff that I did moving forward felt like it was, okay, this is some stuff. It wasn't like I had, I was, like, forced to go through it, like, compelled to go through it like I was with with 11 where i knew i was going to be missing out like i knew what was going on and this actually felt a lot like chrono trigger uh for me because of having an optional character at the very very end where like chrono trigger you can get magus and he is basically near the very end of the game so he's useful in like new game plus a lot and uh, this game is kind of feels like that but without a new game plus it's like hey here's sorrow and it's just an add-on like it's just hey look at this. You redeemed this guy yeah, uh, kind of thing. And it's like, eh, I, I didn't care that much about it, but I went and did part of it. And I'll eventually go back and beat the chicken and the egg
1: guy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love sorrow. Sorrow is my favorite villain from any dragon quest game. I think he's the most human of any of the villains uh, in dragon quest games because so many of the other dragon quest games, it's just like, it's a demon Lord or like a, a dragon Lord or a Lord of the underworld. It- it's not just a guy and it's like sorrow is a guy who he wasn't a bad guy you know he even you know protected and saved this little elf girl right humans killed her and made him super angry and so he was like you don't deserve to live anymore humans (laughs) and is gonna destroy the world the motivations are more human and better for me at least than just like a lot of the Dragon Quest bad guys, if there's if there's one thing about Dragon Quest bad guys that I can complain about, it's that a lot of them are flat. They're just kind of, they're just bad guys that you have to defeat to win the game kind of right. thing.
0: yeah. Like, I honestly don't remember Dragon Quest VIII's bad guy more than what he looks like. Like, I do not remember his motivation at all.
1: Rapthorn? Yeah, I like, up. I, I, I like, just don't remember it. mean Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it's that way a lot of times. It's kind of like just you know, it's a bad guy. It's the prophesized bad guy. Mm-hmm. And whereas Dragon Quest IV uh, gave you like a real, you know, human character to kind of have to fight against, you know? I mean, right. I, guess, I guess you could argue that some of that is undone in the remakes because of Amon being like the true villain or whatever uh, behind it all. But if you just take Dragon Quest IV in its original form at face value, I think, you know, Sorrow the Manslayer uh, is a very interesting antagonist. And he's he's definitely my favorite villain in any of the Dragon Quest games. Like I, I like Sorrow a lot. Um, he shows up in the in the first Heroes games. You know he shows mm-hmm. up uh, several times, and then is even a playable character there. He's a playable character in Heroes Two as well. I assume just from the get go. I don't know. I know we've talked about it here on the show before. That I don't know if I got all those characters because I had like. Uh, save data from beating the first one right? on my PS4 when I got Heroes 2 or if just everybody who boots up Heroes 2 automatically gets all the characters from the first one? I don't know, because I don't think I did. Okay, so maybe it was because I had the save file from the first Heroes game when I booted up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I game. don't have them initially, at least. Like, if it's a... Or where I am. Like, once I went in and unlocked the, the uh, online play and moved beyond that, like, I still don't mm-hmm. have the characters from DQ Heroes 1.
1: Oh okay, yeah, so maybe it's just maybe it is because of me beating the uh playing and beating the first one, yeah, I guess so. it's from the save uh safe file kind of bonus and i would set.
0: like I would like to have sorrow in there to be honest, so uh that's a compelling reason for me to uh get heroes one on p s four because I did buy it on Steam uh recently when it was super cheap, so I could stream it perhaps um, yeah, but yeah, the uh sorrow is one of those villains where like I didn't care about him. As a villain at all, and like you said before, it might be because of the way that I sporadically played for. Um, it
1: didn't might be. It it is <laughs>
0: because he just felt like he was kind of thrown in uh, to chapter five, and that's not how I tend to care about villains. Because in all the earlier chapters, he was just kind of there in the background and just being mentioned and it just never felt like he was a threat to anything and but i will give you like in terms of motivation and like that that kind of not ethical gray area but like moral gray area he is absolutely one of the more interesting ones i think that there is uh, a case to be made for um 11 as well on uh on that for some of the uh, villains too
1: Oh, really? See, I feel like Mordigan is just kind of one of those, like, basic bad guys. I like him. It's just somebody I gotta defeat.
0: (laughs) And I like uh, more cosmic-y type things, so I really like Kalasmos in it, too. Like, not, he is obviously not a a sympathetic (laughs) protagonist, or antagonist, or anything, but i like but i don't like sorrow as a character i like sorrow as a model like i love his model and everything being uh, like sephiroth and i've seen some people say that he was based off of sephiroth instead of the other way around because he didn't have the super long sword and model and everything until the ds remake which was after Playsta- final playstation remake. or the, well yeah the playstation remake which came out after final fantasy 7 So, I don't know on that one. Also, I hate the number of forms that he has in the final boss fight. Like, that's one of the most annoying boss fights I've ever fought. Like, not even that it's terribly hard. I don't like bosses with that many different forms. And, Mm -hmm. like, I don't like bosses that take a super long time to fight. Like, uh, that's one of my problems with platformers too. Like, uh, Dragon Quest, not Dragon Quest, uh, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, like those bosses are so annoying because it's like, oh, I beat it. And then it's like, nope, I've got a fourth phase. And it's like, come on, man. I just want to go jump in different levels.
1: Yeah. I thought, I thought Sorrow had, I mean, you know, he's got seven forms, which is a lot, which is a lot, but I feel like he goes through his forms very quickly. Like to me, it didn't seem, it didn't seem as long as some of the other final bosses in Dragon Quest games.
0: See and for me I felt like other ones have been just much quicker Um, like it was just like seven forms is really what got me I'm like oh cool I beat him and I didn't for I for actually forgot about his last two forms and I was like oh no (laughs) and then the first time he beat me to death because I didn't blow the whistle and bring in my uh, wagon. Before I went into the final area and Mm -hmm. uh, didn't have extra characters to go through all of those. So I lost it by like maybe three turns uh, the first time through. So I needed those extra characters uh, to just get me through because I missed a couple of reses. Zing, uh, uh, like wasn't even Kazing. Maybe it was Kazings. Like I just didn't get the reses off that I needed to.
1: I gotcha. I think that about does it for uh, this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back next week for our fourth and final deep dive into Dragon Quest 4. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite towns, some of just our final thoughts on the game in general, uh, more story beats that we really appreciated, and just kind of rounding everything off, wrapping everything up uh, in next week's deep dive. So thank you guys for listening. Remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DragonQuestFM. You can talk to me personally on Twitter at DragonQuaston, And you can check out my DragonQuest blog. That is at DragonQuestAustin.com. And also check out my book. It's called The Dragon Quest Book, subtitle interviews and reflections on the fandom in the west because it's just a huge celebration of the series and all of us western fans who adore it so much
0: and i'm on twitter as at professor beege Uh, you can listen to my other podcast the geek to geek podcast at spotify or any other podcast place that you want you can check it out at geek2geekcast.com and be sure to join us on slack and discord at uh, geek2geekmedia.com find the links and uh, become a part of the community thanks everybody Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.